it's Carrie with Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Aerials podcast, now with the Digiton Network. How's it going, guys? Thanks so much for joining me today. Before we get started, Wrap Your Head Around Silks has a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, look for some holiday specials. Look for my blog in your inbox every week on Tuesdays. Look for teacher training 2024 Silks 1. I'm going to try an online version to serve those who cannot necessarily travel to train. So more details coming on that. Of course, roll it out. Uh, you're two hours a week where you can hit the floor with me with some foam rollers and balls. 14-day free trial for that. So, you know, just check it out and see if you can carve it into your life. I think that's the hardest part is just carving out those hour one or two hours a week to do it but it is so worth it for the body all right my friends this is Brittany Montalvo and this is one in a two-part series on rheumatoid arthritis I have her on because she suffers from rheumatoid arthritis and when she and her husband wanted to start a family she really had to figure out how how to how to get pregnant, how to be off the meds, on the meds, how to get through the breastfeeding, and um, so intriguing. So I'm also going to have her on for just talking about her pregnancy. She's pregnant right now. Um, we're going to do a postpartum episode for her. But today we're going to talk about rheumatoid arthritis and how it affects her life. And then next week, you guys are going to hear from Dr. Stephanie Munoz, who specializes in rheumatoid arthritis and, and how yoga can help be a treatment factor. All right, guys. Uh, so excited for you guys to get to know Brittany. Let's get started. Brittany, so you reached out to me, and then I reached out to you thinking you were a completely different person. And then you reached out to me again. You're like, I'm the same person. I was like, oh, that's great. You're going to have two episodes. <laughs> Brittany, if you would just introduce yourself, talk about um, where you are, uh, where you live, um, your practice, uh, what's going on today, your family, and I then share, I'll just jump in. I shared a lot. Did you, did you share with kids this week? Yeah. Are you learning how to share? Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, I'm proud of you too. <laughs> All right, we're gonna pop, we're gonna meet ourselves while while Brittany introduces herself, yeah. and then I'm gonna jump back in. Okay, sounds good. Jump back in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my name's Brittany. Um, I'm located technically I'm in what's called Laga Vista, but it's like 35 minutes from Austin. I've been an Austin native for like the last 11, 12 years typical transplant came to Austin for school and then never left like so many people. <laughs> um, in terms of my practice, I've been doing aerials almost 10 years now with, you know, breaks here and there due to like injury and some of it related to my RA, but consistently since 2014, I think. Yeah, it'll be 10 years, I think this next year. So, um, I, I went to a show, saw a girl doing hula hooping. I was like, that's really cool. And then Google targeted ads got me. They're like, there's hula hoop classes in your area. Went to Sky Candy here in Austin and then saw people doing aerials and never looked back. 
Um, Family-wise, I am currently pregnant with my first child. I'm 22 weeks as of yesterday, and it's been a very interesting thing to be experiencing for the first time. Austin, so uh, have you ever met Jessica Peterson? Jessica Peterson, not off the top of my head. Depends on what apparatus they do, so... I'm a sky candy. She's at sky candy. She takes the daytime classes, but she's actually an occupational therapist and she works with postpartum. Oh, okay. That is actually, that's a, a good person for you guys to, to know. Maybe. Yeah. She lives in Austin. She has a, it's called matriescence mm-hmm. OT and it's for postpartum I'm and she does house visits. Writing that name down now. I will, uh, I can connect you guys, but so, so Brittany is going to come on to talk about all things postpartum later. But the thing that I reached out to her about is rheumatoid arthritis because I wanted to do a focus on it. There's a lot of things. Like I also want to do a focus on endometriosis because I have a lot of people that would be interested in that. But rheumatoid arthritis is one of these things that is a little bit of a mystery to me, even though I had a doctor for a dad, like I don't have anything like it. I don't know what it feels like. I do know it's an, it's an inflammatory. Is it technically an autoimmune? It is an autoimmune. Yep. Okay. Uh, I know that you're not a doctor, but could you kind of introduce what, uh, RA is for our audience? Yeah. I mean, from my very non-doctor understanding is it, is my immune system being too good? <laughs> and as a result of that, it attacks my joints. Um, but the funny thing about RA that I learned later as I my like disease progressed is everyone has this idea that it's an, only a joint disease. And that means that your hands will hurt, your feet may hurt. But the funny thing is, is it'll actually attack your organs as well. Um, so at one point, I actually went to the hospital with what felt like a heart attack because due to like stress and things that were going on in my life at that time, it had attacked like the tissue around my heart and made that all of that inflamed. So depending on the severity of your RA, it can affect more than just your like joints in your hands and your feet. Okay, so it's an autoimmune, but it's also a neuro... A- uh, nerve disease. Um, I know I, I, it can't, it can affect nerves just because of the inflammation Got it. pushing on things. Okay. So let's start with your, ex- when were you diagnosed? So I was diagnosed in, I'm trying to remember cause it's been so long now in 2000. 14, I believe, either 2014, 2015. It was very, very, um, I think it was 2015 because the funny thing is like my aerial journey and my RA actually kind of go hand in hand. That's what I was going to ask. It's like the same year. Yes. So for probably two years prior to that, I had already been having pain in my feet and pain in my ankles. And the funny thing was, is at that point in time, I was hitting my like, I'm going to go out and dance every weekend phase of my life. And people were making fun of me saying like, oh, your feet are hurting because you're wearing the wrong shoes when you go out dancing. And I went to podiatrist, 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 and all of them were like, well, you just need to stretch more. You're just not, your, your calves are tight. That's why your feet are hurting. You have plantar fasciitis. 
And I just dealt with that for almost a year until, and because of that, I had to stop doing what I'd always done, which was I played soccer. I was a runner. Those were my outlets for fitness and I couldn't do them anymore. So I found aerials because I was looking for something that one was fun, but was not high impact on my feet. Um, and I'd been doing aerials for about a year. And as my feet were getting worse, my hands started to get bad too. And the funny thing is I had multiple friends and coaches who said, oh yeah, in your first year of aerials, it's like you have arthritis. And I make the joke of like, no, actually I did. <laughs> um, I say that all the time because in the first year I did feel like my hands had what I imagined as arthritis. Exactly. Of course, that wasn't what it was. Yep. Because, you know, from over gripping and things. And so I, I thought that's why my hands were hurting because I was doing this thing I'd never asked my hands to ever do before in my life because playing soccer, you don't, you don't use your hands. Um, so about a year into that, I have woken up, it was around Christmas, I woke up and I could not put weight on my left leg, just crumpled. And what had happened, just to fast forward, making an easy story after I went to a foot surgeon instead of a podiatrist, I full on had surgery on my wow. ankle, I had MRIs because they were so sure and there was so much fluid in my ankle that I must have had a tear that they just couldn't see because there was so much fluid buildup. So I went under the knife, had surgery, came out of it to the doctor telling me, well, nothing was torn. And what had happened was the tendon that goes down my outside my calf to my ankle, the inflammation was so bad that it had rubbed against the bone and flattened out. And that's why I couldn't put any weight on my leg. So he fixed it and then referred me to a rheumatologist. And I finally had my answer as to why all these things were happening. So was there fluid to drain? So lots in of that surgery. I don't know. Okay. I didn't ask those questions. All I know is that there was inflammation and fluid buildup all around it. And he cleaned it out, made the tendon circular again, and then sewed me back up. Wow. Wow, that you, <laughs> wow. So you could have, could you have avoided that surgery had you known? If I'd known, yeah. If I had gotten diagnosed with RA earlier, I could have gotten on medications, which would have helped with the inflammation. Um, I could have made the changes to my diet, which is how I address my RA is like, I am on medication, but I'm also very clean with my eating and I try to keep my stressors low because all of that plays a factor in your flare-ups. Um, but yeah, I probably would not have had to have surgery if I'd been diagnosed sooner, but I had a bunch of doctors telling me I just needed to stretch more. And I had a, unfortunately, not a great um, family history. I didn't realize there were people like my grandmother who has lupus and has other autoimmune disorders I, none of that was known to me. So I would, I didn't know to advocate for myself, unfortunately. So like knowing your family history is so, so, so important. Does your body always, you know, like sometimes when I am not eating clean, I just feel inflamed. Do you feel inflamed all the time? Not all the time anymore. So there, my RA has gone through different phases for myself. 
Um, like right now I'm, I would not say that I'm in remission because I do have flare ups from time to time that last a couple of days. And when I say a flare up, that means for me, I will have like one or two specific joints that ache and hurt so bad to touch that I can't use them. So sometimes it'll be, you know, the outer bone in my wrist. Sometimes it'll be a specific knuckle. I've had it hit my jaw. So like chewing is almost impossible. Um, but for the most part, I'm not in pain on a daily basis anymore because of my treatment plan with my doctor. But I've had times where, you know, back in 2017, I just got very tired of constantly having infections because unfortunately the only medication that you can take for RA is immunosuppressants. It's like your immune system is too good. It's killing itself. So now you have to take something to make your immune system not as good. And for me, that means I was constantly having like yeast infections. I would have UTI. I would have I just have to be very, very careful, which made like navigating oh COVID yeah. <laughs> very interesting. And I just got tired of it in 2017. And I'd, I'd read a bunch of stuff where some some people can manage their RA, especially if they're very low on their symptoms. Naturally, they'll do you know diet and they'll do these supplements and they'll do these things. And I tried it. It worked for about a year. And then it hit me horribly. Like I ended up having such a bad case of locked up shoulder that I couldn't even lift my arm above my head. Um, and when that happened, I immediately was like, all right, I have to get back with a new doctor. And one of the reasons I went on that natural path for my RA is because my doctor before, just I didn't like him. He wasn't very kind. He was very condescending and wouldn't answer questions. And I was, I was just tired of it and not being listened to. So I went that natural route, but thankfully I have a new doctor and she's amazing and wonderful. And, and your care team makes all the difference with this. Yeah. And, uh, the gaslighting that happens from the doctors and it's just so interesting, right? Yeah. I don't understand why it's it's a closed mindedness, right? Uh, yep. It's it's a combination of the gaslighting as well as, you know, unless you have a family member who has had RA or you, you happen to have a friend who has had RA, or and and I can speak of like this is true of any autoimmune disorder, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what you're gonna go through, and at, my doctor just was was not really good at like setting good expectations and talking about side effects. And I just didn't feel listened to. I didn't feel informed. And when you're the expert dealing with somebody who has no experience with this, like talk to me like a child, (laughs) make sure I fully understand what I'm getting myself into. And he wasn't very good at that. Okay. So let's go to the aerial side. Um, Give me some examples of how it affects you like on the apparatus. If at Um, all. No, it does. It definitely does. Okay. Um, I definitely have to make modifications for myself. And it's funny because every time I go to a new studio or I go to a new, um, new coach or a workshop, you know, they're like, oh, do you have any injuries? That's always the question that we ask. And I have to be clear, like, hey, I have RA. 
today is a good day, today is not a good day or whatever expectations I need to set, but I know my body and I can modify for myself. Um, so depending on like, if it's flaring up in my wrist, then I know that Amazon's is not going to be something I do that day because that downward pressure is not going to be something that my body can take. Um, Are you on Lyra a lot? I'm a heart apparatus. So Lyra and trapeze are my things. Okay. Um, and then I've been exploring sling, but, and then this is kind of where it comes into play. I don't do silks. I will never do silks because so much of silks requires locks around your ankles and around your wrist. Uh-huh. And that generally doesn't, got it. Depending on the day doesn't work for my body. So just silks has never been something I've explored. And did that happen kind of? organically where where you're like okay these locks don't feel good so I'm just I don't feel good so I am gonna go to lyric class oh I feel better um kind of kind of not really when I first got started um one silks didn't have that success rate that made me feel good at first like trying to climb was impossible for me where lyra I could you know, get onto the apparatus and still do things. But it also had to do with, I didn't realize you could spin on silks, which I know that now. Um, and I loved spinning. Like spinning was my absolute favorite. So I just was very drawn to Lyra. Well, spinning's a bigger part of Lyra than it is with silks. We spin yeah. some of the time, but not, you know, half of the time, maybe. Okay, so... Um, so like Amazon is putting downward pressure. How about, how about if you had that same type of day? Can you do a single arm, single hand hang? Is it the grip strength? Depends on, it depends on the grip. So it's not the grip strength. It has to do with um, like flamenco grips are very, very difficult for me. The twist. Because, the twist. Yes, the twist. Because as soon as you do the twist, then that's isolating all of that pressure on the joint. Um, but if it's like a single arm hang and I'm just gripping in just an overhand grip, I'm fine. Cause there's no pressure being applied to that joint. And do you do the things granted, mind you, I don't do them and there's, I don't have RA <laughs> ankle hang on the Lyra toe. Hey, you know, like elbow usually. Yeah. It, that's all fine. It just depends on if I'm flaring or if I'm not. Um, and I know if I'm flaring, then I stay away from skills that are going to um, affect those joints in those days. How about your hips? No, thankfully, I don't get hit in my hips as of yet. Um, my RA manifests in my wrist, my knuckles, my ankles, and sometimes my jaw. But thankfully, my knees and my hips don't get hit yet. Yeah, thank God for that. Do you feel comfortable in a down dog or a plank? Mm -hmm. D depending, again, if my wrists are feeling okay. But then I just make modifications. So if I can't do a regular um, hands-on-the-ground plank or push-up position, I will either do fist or I will get, like, the push-up assist where I can just grip the bars instead. So because I don't have all right, what does it feel like when you're – so if you're not flaring – in the joints that sometimes flare. Does it feel like it would feel to me? Do you yep. have no pain? It's still normal, yeah. Okay, so interesting because some people, 
they don't have RA and yet in a plank position where you have that crease, where you have that flexion in the wrist, people can't tolerate it. Mm -hmm. Do you have that where if you have it a certain angle, regardless of your flare? No, no you're normal besides. Yeah. That's what's so weird about this. Cause I've always been a very, just a very athletic and healthy person. Um, so when all of these things started cropping up, I was just very confused and was looking for reasons for why it was happening. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I have my own stuff. It's not an autoimmune, but I have IBS. And after so many years of going to doctors, like it's like a holistic thing where my whole system just is not happy. You know, like yep. the system itself. I spent so many years thinking that this was normal. And then then as an adult, I realized it wasn't. And then I had my kid and her system is like, not going with magical. <laughs> like she has so much continence. And I'm like, I, any continence I had left, I gave it to her somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. Um, I didn't even have a vaginal birth. I had a C-section. Um, so now that you are pregnant, this is your first pregnancy, so it's new to you. Uh, how is it, how's it, uh, having fun with your RA? It's interesting. Um, so one of the things with RA is one of the main medications that you can take for it that everybody starts with. And most people are on is called methotrexate. Um, what's funny is it was originally a drug for, uh, chemo. And then in very, very low doses, they found that it was really helpful for those of us with RA, um, and helping with the inflammation, but it is toxic in a pregnancy. It literally will cause birth defects. Wow. So you have to get off of that drug in order to even attempt to conceive. And it depends on the doctor. Some say three months, some say six months. Mine told me three. So when my husband and I decided we were finally going to try, I had to consciously get off of that medication for three months to move forward with even trying to conceive. And it was scary to make that decision. I was so worried that getting off of it would mean I would flare up and just be in constant pain for the duration of being pregnant and postpartum. Cause I also can't um, breastfeed while being on uh, methotrexate either. So making the choice to try to have a baby was like very anxiety inducing for me as well. And did it end up, is it as bad as you thought? Thankfully, no. Um, I'm, there are other medications that you can take alongside um, pregnancy. So for me, I'm on something called Simzia, which is a biologic drug. Um, I get injections once a month. Um, and that one I'm able to be on while I'm pregnant as well as breastfeeding. And it thankfully, it is keeping my RA for the most part under control. I do have flare-ups where I'll hurt for two or three days, but I'm used to that. I can power through that. Um, so I'm lucky, but I, it was definitely a scary thing being worried that I would just be in pain every single day. Let me ask you, if you are on methotrexate, which I've seen many commercials about, which is why I can pronounce it correctly, I think, <laughs> somehow wired on my brain. Let's just say you get pregnant accidentally. Is it just like get off of it as soon as you know that you're pregnant? 
get off as soon as you know that you're pregnant. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of women. Cause like, I'm, of course I'm in a bunch of like moms with RA groups and things like that. I used as a resource whenever I was, you know, starting to think about getting pregnant. Um, there's women who, you know, don't realize they're pregnant and they're on it and they get off and they have completely healthy babies. So it's definitely more of a precaution and more of a, like, just don't be on it long-term in your pregnancy. I should have asked this earlier when you're talking about your symptoms, is it resting pain? Like when you're in pain, are you like laying in bed and it's like hurting? It can. If the okay. flare up is really, really bad, I've had times where like I wake up and it's it's like a throbbing pain where generally when I hurt right now, it's only if that joint gets activated or pressure put on it. But there's been times where it just hurts and aches constantly. But thankfully, I haven't had that in many, many years. Okay. And then body work. Does body work help? It can help. Um, I never explored it when my RA was at its worst. So I can't say for sure whether it does or not. And this episode is going to be coupled with, I don't know if it's going to be in the same week or if it's going to be, you know, the next week, going to be coupled with my friend, uh, Dr. Stephanie Haas, who is, who, um, who specializes in rheumatoid arthritis. So I'm going to ask her these questions um, because I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm a body worker myself and I would love to know the best practices around that because generally if somebody's inflamed for other reasons, we decide to work on them or not. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very specific thing. Like if you're inflamed because you have too much tightness, then yes, I do work on that person. If you're inflamed because you have an injury, I probably won't work on you that day. You know, so this is something that I am very interested in. Um, and then that coupled with, do you have any uh, morning sickness right now? No, I was pretty lucky. So I didn't really have any morning sickness at all. Like my very first week of realizing I was pregnant and I was one of those who found out very early. Okay. Well, you guys I, were trying, so. Yep, we were trying. I was doing the ovulation test, and I was like, all right, it says now. Let's go for it. Um, and uh, the funny thing is, like, I found out I was pregnant literally the day or two before I had booked a, a traincation in Vegas. So <laughs> I get to Vegas to train aerials, and, of course, that was, like, the only week I had morning sickness. I was, I ended up leaving ah. the trancation early because, like, I can't. I can't hang. I can't do this. <laughs> um, but no, I, I thankfully didn't have any morning sickness other than that one week. And my my worst symptom in first try was just just exhaustion. I was yeah. so tired, which and it's hard because that's also one of the main symptoms of RA as well as fatigue is horrible. Man. Yeah. So pregnancy and then later on menopause, you know, (laughs) coupled with RA, that's going to be fun. What is this bean doing? Look at this girl. Are you (laughs) giving Brittany a funny face? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Um, Are you still training right now? I am. I'm still training and still teaching. Um, Well, okay. When I say training, it's just doing very easy light flows after I get done teaching a class. Um, I'm not doing a whole bunch of Lyra. Um, 
I'm leaning more towards sling and that's the class I'm teaching the most. So I'm going to try to keep teaching until probably end of October if my body will allow, but it's getting harder. <laughs> my, my lower abs don't activate like they used to. Oh yeah. I mean, and depending on your situation, like at my studio, they just had me teach all the way through and I'm, I just did, um, I didn't, you know, I had students in the class that could demo for me based on my vocals, based mm-hmm. on my verbal. Um, but you know, that's, that's studio to studio. Yeah. If I didn't teach beginners, I would probably be more inclined to do that. But our student population I have at my studio definitely needs demos, needs to see what I'm doing. Um, I can verbally cue it, but I don't have any like consistent studentship that I could have someone demo for me. Right. Are you teaching at Sky Candy? No. um, I teach at a studio in town called Inner Diva. Okay. They just introduced aerials to their studio. So um, I'm trying to help kind of build that studentship and uh, engagement. Do you know Ruth Wu? I knew a couple areas. Yeah. I love Ruth. She came into my uh, Silk Silk Level 1 teacher training. Uh, She's such a beautiful performer and aerialist. And yeah, she's lovely. Oh my God. There's a lot of you guys in Austin. It's a nice little hotbed of of aerial. It is. We have so many studios. We have so many students. Um, And yeah, I I remember Ruth, when Ruth moved to Austin, she was coming to my lyrography class at my last studio that I taught at. I, I recently switched studios in the last six months. Oh, this is great. Okay. Um, all right. Well, then, Brittany, we'll do a check-in um, postpartum. Yeah. Um, I'll just reach out. I I am giving all the good juju for your second and third trimester. And for the – are you one – are you a person who wants to have a birth plan? Uh, I mean, I do. Uh, it's actually funny. Literally this morning, I finally reached out to um, the, the main, one of the big companies, I don't know to call it companies or whatever, for doulas here in town. Um, Got it. Yeah. Because I, I love my husband to death. He's an amazing person, but he doesn't handle pressure or conflict very well. Oh, and no. <laughs> I, I'm usually the one who manages that for us. Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. The focus that I'm the project manager in our lives. Got but it. When I'm in the hospital and decisions need to be made, I really want to make sure I have an advocate there who will speak up. So sure, I'm gonna probably start exploring trying to find like a good doula for myself. Brittany, thank you for giving us a peek into what it is like to have rheumatoid arthritis and be doing aerial. You're like a triple threat on this podcast, pregnant and aerial and rheumatoid arthritis. Yep. Got all the things. Got all the things. Um, Bean, you want to say goodbye to Brittany? Bye. Oh, okay. She's going to do it from down there. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for sharing, Brittany. I really learned so much from just listening to your story and how you deal with your flares, how you deal with this disease um, that you really just have to manage your whole life because it is an autoimmune. So um, thinking about you and your pregnancy, excited to see what's in store for you and your family with this uh, the new bundle of joy. 
All right, my friends, if you would please honor me with a five-star rating and review anywhere you get your podcast, it helps so, so, so much. Wrap your head around silks. Got lots of stuff coming in the holidays next uh, year as well with teacher training and roll it out ongoing every Sunday and Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Also have a online portal that you can access those classes and mini videos of different parts of the body anytime you need a little bit of guided rolling. And then, um, yeah, anything there. I have a lot of free resources there. So just check it out if you haven't already. And if you want to listen to Greener Grass, my podcast with Kelly McVeigh, we are so broad in our topics. So it gets you away from the aerial stuff, but into the life things. And Digit and Podcast, check that out. All right, guys, over and out. This is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expected Radio.